Warning, Family Ties Positive Vibes may or may not contain any positive vibes. However, it is sure to contain three members of the family trying their best. Welcome to Family Ties Positive Vibes, a podcast about our lives and the nonsense behind all of it. My name is Michael Summers. My name is Linnell Summers. I'm here, and my name is John Summers. And we have our special returning guest. Please welcome your Ashley. Soren. Yeah. <laughs> here I am. My girlfriend. Things have been, I mean, I, I personally think things have been mostly the same as usual the past week. Mm-hmm. What have you guys been up to? Mom? Last Sunday, my running group of friends, uh, we did a car parade for our friends Lori and then our other friends Charlie and Jacqueline. Lori broke her ankle and so she's been unable to run and she's missing the running group. And so we made signs and we did our car parade. There were about maybe 10 cars and we all paraded uh, up to her house and honked our horns and waved our signs and uh, jumped out and planted a few signs in her yard. And then we grabbed her and went over to Charlie and Jacqueline's house. And Jacqueline has leukemia, so she couldn't come outside, but she could look through the window. And Charlie came out and we planted a whole bunch of hearts in their yard and took pictures and you know, just reminded them that they're not in this alone and we're still their friends and we love them. And it was a lot of fun. Yeah, it seemed really nice. I was I was there uh, driving your car while you were uh, waving and planting the hearts. Yeah, it was so, easier to have a driver so that I could hang out the window and wave and blow my horn. Yeah, and it seemed like everyone was really close and they were all, they were all having a good time seeing each other again. They were, yes. It was a good time. Yeah. How about you, John? What have you been up to? I'm a very boring person. There's nothing to report. Nothing at all? Just been occasional work and uh, staying at home? Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah, nothing to report. I'm boring this week, sorry. Just staying at home playing Minecraft? I wish, yeah. Okay. Ashley, how about you? What have you been up to the past week? Work. (laughs) Lots and lots of work. And watching my sister play a game I used to like a lot, and I still like a lot, and it's fun watching her because she's really bad at it sometimes. But she's getting better, which is impressive. Is it fun to watch in the way like, oh, she's making all the mistakes I made? Kind and of. Sort of and she's also, making new exciting mistakes. And also too. she's really unlucky. Like there's a, a chance system that can happen sometimes. And she got three to four negative uh, pulls in a row. And that's really rare and it's hilarious. And she just stopped playing the gambling game after that. <laughs> I feel like that's for the best, isn't it? Well, usually it, you don't get negatives that often. It's yeah. honestly more, it's better to try for it just because of the bonuses. And it's not that harmful. Like it doesn't, you don't lose money or anything like that. I, you just have a higher chance of either inconveniencing yourself or dying. While that is true in this game, I would say in general, being turned off to gambling might be a good thing. Well, yeah, I guess. <laughs> getting an aversion to unwise gambling early on is <laughs> really important. Well, early on, she's an adult. Okay, so as early as possible. It's still really funny. <laughs> uh, my week, I've been slowly going back to work, and that picks up and goes away just as quickly. I don't have a lot of hours, but at least I get to see people again. And also, I've started making uh, trips to the store for our family members who are unable to make it, both for Dad and also for you, Mom, because you go to work too early to make it to Target when it's feasible to actually buy stuff there. And not stand in line for 30 minutes to pay. Yeah, I... That's mostly the thing. My mom went to Target yesterday. She spent an hour in line at the Rosedale Target. 
An hour? And I can vouch. Was that hour to get into the store? No, that was to get out. To check out. So it's so bad, the lines. They go all the way back to market, which is the back of the store from the front of the store. And sometimes they wind around the other aisles of Target. They get that bad. Why are people shopping all of a sudden in troves now? I don't know. I hate it. I hate it so much. It's one of the few things we can do. So that's probably why they're doing it. Retail therapy. Cool. Please wear a mask. Yeah, but I'm with you. I like getting out of the house too, but like... I, I would not stand in an hour a. in a line for me hour. either, which is why I hired you to be my personal shopper. A. So I did it when the store opened. It, as, as a retail employee, if you plan on going outside to shop, please take these things into consideration. Don't bring your whole family with you. Shop with as few people as you can. Please follow social distancing rules. We don't want to get <laughs> sick. And C, please wear a mask. We don't want to get sick. <laughs> True that. I think we should all take those rules to heart. And please be nice to us. Please. Well, now you're asking way too much. No. Way too much from the general public, unfortunately. Please be nice. Yeah, things aren't great yet, but at least things are starting to look a little more positive. Kind of. I feel like things are being more positive. I don't have any wood to knock on. Right behind you, there's wooden cabinets. That's not actual wood. You can pretend. Well, pretending is good and all, but that doesn't help the superstition. It will make you feel better. <laughs> that, nah. Not Nothing. if I know it's It doesn't fake. have to be real wood. Nothing. Yes, it does. It can, who said? The superstition. Yeah. Oh, who, was, who made up the superstition? Man, I don't know. That's why it's a superstition. Isn't that the song very this superstitious? This is wood, isn't it? Oh, yeah, you're this holding wood. wood right now. You fool. I'm not entirely sure this is real wood. <laughs> Anyways. Anyway. Uh, songs of the week. My song of the week is Fireflies by Owl City. It's a good, fun song, and I hadn't listened to it in a while. You would not believe your eyes If ten million fireflies Lit up the world as I fell asleep Uh, Mom, what's your song of the week? Well, we watched another Josh Groban concert because his contribution to this uh, COVID pandemic entertainment vacuum is to every two weeks he does a YouTube concert So tonight's concert was the Awake Tour, which we did go to that concert. I think I drug you along with me on that when you were about, I don't remember, maybe 12 years old? That sounds right-ish. I want to say I was left home alone when I was about nine years old and you guys got back. Yeah, I don't think we left you alone. I don't think we would have done that. No, Wouldn't you have just left you with dad? Except I remember I was in this house and I remember you guys getting back from the concert. So I probably just played video games by myself. Yeah, I'm thinking that wasn't what we did because I don't think that is how I would have handled you being underage. Okay, well, I definitely have that memory and you guys coming back from a Josh Groban concert. Okay. Okay. Anyways, so it was the Awake (laughs) concert and I'm going to go with the title song, which he didn't actually sing in the concert until the very final encore. And that is Awake. So keep me awake to memorize you. Give us more time to be this way. What's it sound like? Is it good? It's good. Okay. Of course it's a good song. My mom doesn't like bad songs, John. Unlike me. Speak- yeah, what bad song do you have for uh, us? Well, it's actually uh, Elton John's Tiny Dancer. Oh, that's oh, it's a really a nice one. song. It's a six-minute song, but it's a really I nice like six-minute song. song. That's yeah. my favorite one that he sang. I don't know. Levon's pretty good. Uh, I like. So is the Don't Go Breaking My Heart. Uh, I got special memories of Tiny Dancer. You want to have special me- memories of uh, Jenny and the Bets? <laughs> Jenny and the Bets. 
There's a I'm story. I'm gonna kick you so there's, hard. There's a story behind that. Ashley, what's your song of the week? Uh, my story of the week. You mean song of the week? That's what I said. <laughs> <laughs> my song of the week is "Lash Out" by Alice Merton because it's about her having like anger, anger, and wanting to yell and scream about it, but she can't. also it's a good song <laughs> so this just in everyone here likes good music yeah this week at least <laughs> yeah mr two trucks now hang on was that was that john i feel like you brought up two trucks, oh shoot miss yeah mr. I, two trucks. I brought up Wonder you brought up a really bad one too yeah, you, so you just don't like Neil, do you? No, doesn't like it. Uh, does not like Neil banging out the tunes. No. Aww. Anyways, sponsor time. Oh, gee, Who's our sponsor this week? John Blue Root Beer from A and W. A and W, you should make us Blue Root Beer. Come on, get on it. If it's too hard for you and you can't make Blue Root Beer, might I suggest Bright Red Root Beer instead? Ooh, mm. that's interesting. Blood. I like that idea. Okay, well, well I'm well. off the idea. Now. <laughs> Well, come on. It wouldn't be thicksome like that. It would still be see-through mostly. Fizzy blood. <laughs> You're taking this in a weird direction. I'm not sure if I'm feeling this. I was just thinking like cherry soda. Yeah. But like Ashley's going, ooh, I get to drink something that looks like blood. <laughs> and, like, and like it doesn't though. I've seen blood and root beer and blood don't look like that. Why does wine look like blood? It doesn't either. What wine have you been drinking that Very looks like wine? deep red. What wine have I been drinking that looks like wine? Did I say that of blood? <laughs> you said wine. Who knows? Oh, <laughs> we don't have evidence to either one. Wine, Michael. That's what I've been drinking that looks like wine. Because you realize that fresh blood is not that it's dark, thick. right? Oh, I thought it was dark. It's not like super dark. Oh. It, like it's, I no, guess but it's, why, do, why is it that when they when they draw my blood, I look in the tank and there's it's super red, like dark red, black. Is it because it's 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 black? Yeah. Wait, wait a second. <laughs> hey, I think I know why they don't let you come back and donate blood anymore. No, no, yeah. like it's a deep red. Like if it's in a pool or if it's like been in well, like in sure a vial. I'm pretty sure that's because that's all the concentrated red blood cells. Okay, yeah, that's what I was saying. Because like, and it's, if it's in a vial and there's a lot of it, it does look like wine. Well, that's just the concentrated red blood cells and uh. all the other stuff. Like, okay, fine. Yeah. It like, looks like red blood cells, not blood. I guess. I mean, blood's got the cytoplasm. It's got the <laughs> yeah, the stuff that makes it a, sl- a brighter color. Yeah. Okay, the, the slurry. This isn't about root beer at all. <laughs> no, A and W. If you don't want us to talk about blood, sponsor us. <laughs> Man, uh, I really hope that does that. I hope this episode does not get back to them. I don't think they want us relating their root beer to blood. If A and W is listening to any of our podcasts, then they should absolutely. You can make a if they're listening out of to anything we've said, that's already success. Yeah. What are we talking about this week, Michael? What are we talking about? Well, there's a new addition to our household here. The new addition to our household. Who is it? Drum roll, please. It's a cat. It is? Yeah. Wow. The cutest little cat we've had in the house for a very long time. Yeah, honestly, uh, I I spent hours with it. Yeah, it, it couldn't have been more than an hour. 
But the moment it sat in my lap, I fell in love. And uh, if anything were to happen to that cat, I'd kill everyone in the room and then myself. (laughs) She's a very sweet cat. She's a little mama cat. She had a litter of kittens. Um, But the instant the kittens could be taken away, they were. And the mama got fixed. And now she lives in our house. And we were going to make her an outside cat. That was the lure that my friend Joe used to get me to take her. Because I do have a soft spot for animals that need a home. Not that you'd tell that by the one pet that we have. So anyways, I told Joe I would take the cat and she was gonna be an outdoor cat. But now that we've all sat down and had this kitty jump into our laps and knead our knees and just, oh, purr and rub up against us, yeah, I don't think this is gonna be an outdoor cat. Oh no. Yeah, you can tell that Joe never let this cat curl up in her lap. Joe is a little bit afraid of cats and I'm not sure why. She alluded to some childhood incident. So something happened way, way back and she just hasn't been fond of cats. She loves her dogs. She has a couple of little dogs that go everywhere with her, but uh, she's not a cat person. But she did feel like she owed this cat. Well, the cat curled up. um, The cat came into her yard and found a flower pot and birthed her four kittens right there. So it was kind of an instant family for Joe. And so she felt like she needed to take care of the cats. Um, she made them live outside and they did, but uh, she could tell that this was a really sweet cat and she's been somebody's pet. Mm-hmm. At least we think so because she's just so loving and warm and open. And the instant I walked into the garage, she's never seen me. She came up to me and let me pet her. So very used to humans. It's a very yeah. affectionate cat. Mm-hmm. Very affectionate. So I think we're going to enjoy having a cat here in the house. We should probably get a color for that cat sooner rather than later. Get one with a jingly bell on it. Okay, well, <laughs> the one thing we don't have yet, we have purchased quite a little supply of uh, equipment that we need for a cat, but there are a couple more things we should have. So, yeah, we'll do some more cat shopping. Yeah, but uh, that that incident, having a new cat, kind of inspired this episode. We've been talking about wanting to record this episode for a while, but this gave us a good excuse for it. We're talking about pets in general. Not just pets we currently have, but past pets. The history of our pets. Oh no, I have a vast history. (laughs) Yeah, and we have a limited history, if we're being fully honest. We don't have to go over everything, we just gotta give them the good bits. I gotta at least do my unique pets. All right. Okay, Ashley, give us a unique pet story. Snake. I have owned a snake before, and he... What's a snake? (gasps) It's a slithery boy, or girl. Oh, like that hairy, eat rats. Like Draco Eats Malfoy. Rats. Like Draco Malfoy. That's a bad reference because she's never watched her red Harry yeah. Potter. Okay. I know he's a Slytherin though. Yeah, and he eats the rats. Oh, ew. <laughs> Sorry. That's gross. It was only in the fourth movie. Sorry. What? Go on. All right. Yeah. I used to own a snake. He was a hognose snake and he, they have little like horns or it doesn't look like a, it's not a horn, but their nose is tipped. And, uh. This is an, an audio medium, Ashley, covering your mouth. <laughs> Look, does not go well. I'm used to demonstrating with my hands. Paint a picture with your words. <laughs> I'm trying. <laughs> Come on, you so, play Dungeons and Dragons. So it's a horn-nosed it's, snake. It's got a tipped nose, yes, and it uses it to dig in its cage, like through wood chips or sand, and they burrow in holes, and their main defense mechanism is to either fake strike at you, so they'll like, Ooh, like a little bat their head at you, but they won't bite. They just want to pretend. And if it really comes down to it, they will play dead. Very dramatically. Wow. Well, how dramatic can a snake be when it's, playing dead? Its tongue comes out of its mouth and, like, it lops its head and it, like, has its mouth wide open. It's like, eh. 
So when the snake lived at your house, how did you keep it? I mean, does it just wander around the house? No, I kept it in a cage. Did My you, dogs would have eaten in a, it. In a glass case. Yeah. yeah. Did you have like shelves all around the house that it was allowed to slither on? No. my it did, it did slither on my controller once and I took a picture of it and I said, this snake's a pro gamer. Hmm. <laughs> Video game boy. Okay. Yeah. Also, I couldn't have water on my hands because I thawed the mice in water. So anytime it touched something wet, it thought food. Oh. Yeah. I never got bit by it. And luckily I didn't because they are mildly venomous. Not enough to actually hurt you, but you will have a very swollen hand. So how does the end of a snake's life work? I mean, do you just get tired of it and get rid of it? No, no. they just old and die. die. Yeah, flush it down the toilet. No, obviously. I've done that with fish, not a snake. The many, many fish. That the mish. Yeah. That's yeah. enough. Killed. That's enough. I didn't. That's another story. What's the lifespan of a snake? They can live either, really depends on how you keep them. It was my first snake, so we didn't live very long, unfortunately. But you have to have a very good terrarium and a lot of heat lamps. And they can live up to like, I think, 10 or 11 years. They can last a long time. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. I, I can't believe we have Nessus yet. What was the snake's name? His name was Madara. Madara? Mm-hmm. Like moderate? No, Madara from the guy in Naruto. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So when you call the snake, does he come? No. Does, does he know his name? Nah, he's not that smart. Do he snake, wasn't that smart. Do snakes have ears? Yes. No one They're knows. They're holes in their head. No one knows this for sure. I, you liar. One of the great mysteries of science. You, you. You are messing with Ashley. <laughs> I, I am. No, they so, they can. And, and when they shed, even though they shed the... Like their skin Outer and their, their eyes too, the area mm -hmm. of their eyes, they can still see. Yeah. Which is pretty cool. Wait, so they shed their whole eyes or just the outer layer? Just the outer layer. Okay. Well, then, <laughs> then yeah. It's just neat because like with, with how it would work for us, that wouldn't work. I feel like if humans <laughs> shed, we would shed like our eyelids. Humans do shed a constant layer of skin particles. Yeah. And so we shed our eyelids, not our eyeballs. Yes. Yes. So what I'm saying is that snakes always have eyelids, but they're clear. Sure. That yeah. makes Actually, I think sense. that is true. Yeah. Actually. Mm -hmm. and they you, also are very good at smelling. I know a lot of things about snakes and science. That's how I know that they don't have snakes ears. Snakes are rad. <laughs> People should like snakes more. Yeah. Well, snakes are really rad. Michael, talk, tell us about a snake that you've had. I've never had a snake. <laughs> We've had one or two goldfish. We've had... Oh, you might not have been around for those goldfish, or you certainly weren't <laughs> cognizant of them. I've never known a goldfish, or a, any kind of fish. I've talked about one of my goldfish one of these times. Well, yeah, but back when we first moved into this house, I think. I think so, yes. Dad kept a goldfish, and it lived in a fishbowl, I think, up there on the mantle, and I don't think it lived very long. No, you know why, um, right? Uh, because it was not a big bowl. Well, they, that they need an aquarium. Goldfish need an aquarium because they can get really big. Yeah. yeah. Very, very. Like, they need like, 20 gallon aquariums. Those suckers can get big. 20 gallons? Yeah. That's two by two by five. Sure. But goldfish. In terms of gallons. Goldfish basically can grow as big as the space around them. They okay. won't stop growing. There was an Oswald episode on that. <laughs> They're like lobsters. <laughs> Wait, Oswald like Mickey Oswald? No, like. Uh, Similar to the Mickey? No, like, you remember the... Like the rabbit? No, John. What it, was the... He appeared next to Mickey in Disney's Epic Mickey. You remember the kids' TV channel Noggin? Yes. What? You remember Oswald oh. the Octopus? Oh, no. Not okay. at all. Are you talking about, like, the semi-Disney Junior sort of thing? Like, with the moose and the bird? What? 
We're talking about different children's <laughs> shows. Anyway, go on. Oswald the Octopus? Yeah. There was an episode where he got a goldfish, and it kept growing, <laughs> and it grew to the size of his bathtub. Heck yeah. He had to release into the ocean. Oh yeah, that's a freshwater fish. <laughs> it's dead. <laughs> he, re- he released it into the municipal lagoon. Sure. Hey, this was, already a, this was already a walking, talking octopus who kept the goldfish. I still don't think you should put it in the ocean. His best friend was a penguin who played the piano. <laughs> no, wait. So, so I'm looking at Oswald. Oh, that's right. Yeah, and I don't, I don't like oh, him. Oh, I remember that. No, I liked him. He was a good boy. No, I don't like this. You're just weird. Well, that's not an octopus. <laughs> that's a circle it's a with legs. It's yeah. cute. Anyways, the goldfish was not technically our first pet. The first pet I was really around was Mo the cat. Yes. Uh, this is who I have no early memories of Mo. Apparently, he scratched me, and at one point, we gave him away, and then later on in our life, he came back. Really? No, I don't know that we ever gave him away. I, I don't remember. We gave the mama cat away because we found a friend of, of my friend Joe, who we got this cat from. She had a friend who was the cat lady, and that lady took the mama cat. But I, I think we kept Mo. We did keep Mo for the longest time. I remember. What was the cat that I grew up with then? No. It was Mo. Yeah. We did not have Mo for most of my, for my early life growing up. You we got Mo in... back from the cat lady. We had to keep him in the cat carrier, and we drove him back home. Did she give him back to us? Yeah. Did something go bad or something? I don't That's know. Really funny. I don't know. We were we were happy to have him. He was an outdoor cat, and living outdoors is kind of tough on cats. So he he didn't have a long life, I don't believe. Mo was around for my early childhood. I remember he drooled a lot, and that's what I remember about Mo. <laughs> yeah. Um, and over with Dad, we had other cats. Most of them we didn't technically have. But John, I think you should tell this story. I want to tell the story. So this is about the cat that I found at Camelot Park, which is, I guess, a small theme park. They're like the go-karts and the mini golf and the what have you. Anyway, I was there with my dad, and I'm pretty sure, Michael, you were go-karting at the time. Mm-hmm. And I just look over to the side of the amusement park, and there's just a tiny kitten eating garbage out of the trash can and i was like dad we have to have him oh and dad said all right so he wrapped him up in like a jacket and tossed him in the trunk of the car yep and we immediately drove to the pet supply store after you were done go-karting right and that was how we had mo the cat or that not wasn't that mo. was not mo no that was uh the nameless cat sure the nameless cat or the name full cat i guess if you want to go into it <laughs> Michael, you really like the name Sammy, and I really like the name Kitty, because I was like seven. Yeah, you, I think we're a little younger than seven. Okay, well, that's just adding my credibility. Yeah, but the point is, the name of the cat was Kitty, because oh. you never called it anything other than that, <laughs> and eventually me and Dad just started calling it that, too. <laughs> wow. I mean, that's a that's been my tactic with naming pets for a while now, which is just... I'm calling it this, and all of you can. Take Everyone it else has to suffer the consequences. What should the name of this dog be? Doggy. <laughs> now, hey, he did that with Romeo. <laughs> no, no, I, I did start. I went through a long process. I ended with Romeo. We all agreed, and now near the end of Romeo's life, I started calling him Dog. Well, I mean, I think I'd start doing that with Maisie as she got older too, just because, like, hey, dog, come here, dog, because she was so old, she just answered to anything because she could barely hear. She's <laughs> like, oh, that's a voice I recognize. Oh. <laughs> that's a person I know and love. Anyway, mom, well, uh, mom, what about you? You must have had pets that John and I never experienced. 
I've had a few dogs. Well, okay, growing up, I remember one dog. We had one dog that went with us everywhere. She was pretty well behaved and she was very active and liked to go hiking and just be sociable. And her name was Tinker. And I think we got her when I was like seven. And I think she passed away. I was away at boarding school and I remember getting a letter from my mom when she died. And, you know, she's just been part of our life all my memorable life up to that point. And it was one of my first experiences with death, losing that dog as a pet. Um, but then when I was in college, I took a cat that, I think it originally came from my sister and she had given it to my mom. And I, I do not recall how the cat ended up with me, but my cousin and I were sharing an apartment our senior year of college. And so we took this cat and his name was Roxy. And he was half Siamese. He was a blue point something something. Um, I, I, I'm forgetting all the cat names, a, all the breeds. A Prussian blue, perhaps? No, Himalayan. Okay. Uh, but he wasn't long haired. He was a short hair. But he definitely had personality. And he, he was really fun to have as a cat. He loved to drink milk. And everybody would say how bad that is for cats. But oh my gosh, he had gotten used to it. And if we didn't give him milk... There was just no living with him, so we gave him milk, <laughs> and then everybody was happy. Uh, but he was a lot of fun, and then after that year of college, he went back to live with my mom. I remember those animals, and I don't know that I really had another pet. I always wanted to have a dog when you guys were little, because I wanted you to experience having a dog, but I'm extremely commitment-phobic, and so I could never make a decision. And then one day when I was working out in Taft, one of the ladies sent out an email, and she said that her friend had a basset hound who had had puppies and she needed to find homes for all the puppies. And so I just decided to pounce on it. And without giving it any thought, uh, if I'd thought about it, I would have said no. So I just went uh, and uh, reserved one. And then I took you guys. I remember taking you, John, because I, it was going to be your dog. So you chose the puppy. I definitely chose the dog. Did you come with I, us, Michael? I, I, I came with us. I came with you guys when we picked it up to take home. Yeah, we made two trips. One was to go out there and meet the puppies. The second one was to pick it up and take it. Okay. So, yes, you definitely picked the cutest puppy, but it became apparent very early on that he had some nervous <laughs> energy about him. Yeah, Romeo's always been very nervous as a dog. He does not like other people or dogs very much no. or at all. Once you're inside the circle, man, you are a friend for life. But it, until you get to that point, he has no trust. <laughs> it's very rare for us to be able to have new visitors over to the house. I yeah. I feel like he's gotten close to maybe nine people at most. <laughs> That's, yeah, we haven't even gotten off two hands. Well, let's see. You, <laughs> me, mom, dad. Dad, Ashley. Okay, oh, that's one. Tyler. Tyler? Tyler? That's five. <laughs> Yeah, and then there was also Frank. True. Yeah. Kind of Andrea? Yeah. All right, that's six. Less that's than nine. That's the six people that mm. Romeo can tolerate. That's, <laughs> I mean, on if we're counting by hands, it's still the same number of hands. Yeah, so we made it to two hands at least. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, poor Romeo. He just, uh, he has a tough time letting people into the inner circle. He's a good boy. It's very tough going on long vacations. Yes. <laughs> yeah, so we love him. But he's a pain in the ass. Yeah. Sorry, I swore. <laughs> he's a pain in the keister. Yeah. I haven't even talked about my dogs or cats yet. <laughs> so, yeah, so 
you currently have... I do want to start talking about Maisie, because Maisie okay. was the best dog we'd ever owned. My dad has a history of rescuing animals. Three out of the four main pets we've had are rescues. He rescued a golden retriever when I was like seven, six. That was just running around at his workplace. And she had a brother as well, and he had uh, gotten an owner for the brother too. The first night we had her, she was a golden retriever uh, chow chow mix, we thought. She busted out of the out of the backyard through a fence, and my dad had to go hopping backyards looking for her. He found her, and she was very excited to be found. And so we had to teach her not to do that. We kept her in the house after that, and then she started eating the walls and digging the floor up. <laughs> I want to know more about this wall eating. Uh, she was not very smart in her young years, um, but she 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 hated it when we left the house. She missed us so much. She wanted us to come back bad, bad. So when she got older, she was such a playful puppy. We would leave for like a weekend. There was one weekend where we left and we came back and she was waiting outside the front door. She had been running around the neighborhood, came back waiting for us to the house. And um, she lived to be about 15, 16 years old. And as she got older, she definitely got slower, but she was so sweet. She was the best dog ever. Like she loved my dad. She was so nice to all of us. She did get cancer, unfortunately, and it just got bad to the point where we had to put her down. But she lived a really long life. We loved her. And then we got a senile meanie. Well, he's now senile. A meanie? A miniature... Is that he's a mean. breed? No. Well, miniature pincher. Huh? He's a miniature pincher. Um, he was also a rescue from our neighborhood that we could not say no to. And he's loud, and he's not mean to strangers. He loves strangers. He's surly. He's surly. He's mean. Like, he's just grumpy. He loves my mom, though. Like, he'd do anything for my mom. Anytime my mom gets home, he'll, like, run to the garage. My dad just says, hey, mama's home. And he picks up his ears, and he looks at where the garage is at. Because he's like, (gasps) like, he knows what that means. And he runs to her, and he won't stop barking until she gives him attention. And it's really funny, and we, uh, I love him too, but if you, like, poke or prod at my mom at all, even if you try to just get her out of bed, he will growl and bark at you and try to snap at you. He also will snap at you if you uh, poke him too much or if you take the blankets from him. He's a very grumpy man. (laughs) Why are you poking your dog? Because, like, I don't know. I don't poke at him, but my sister and dad do because they're very antagonistic. Like, they're not mean about it. But like, but they're very. But like, they'll be like, ha 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 ha. Like they'll they'll reach his arm out to him, like they're gonna mess with him, and he goes, <laughs> and they just yeah, like so that. So you might understand why uh, the dog's the way is he grumpy. Is. Yeah. And then the other edition we got another dog was a. I like him, but I hate him. Ugh, he's just loud. He's a Maltese poodle mix, and we got him as a puppy from my papa. This is the only rescue we did not get. He was a birthday present from my sister for my sister. My sister never asked for a puppy, but he is the loudest Maltese poodle or loudest dog I've ever met. He'll bark at anything. He'll bark at nothing. He'll bark because you walked weird. He'll he'll bark because you talked weird. He'll bark at leaves and cars. And he's just, he's nervous around new people. He'll bark at people he doesn't know. So he's a little bit skittish as well. But if you spend like five minutes around him, he'll calm down. But he's also not very well trained because he pees everywhere and he is just... A pissy little boy, is he? He's very not smart, too. <laughs> he's That's weird, very dumb. I thought, I thought Maltese were supposed to be like... No, they're hyperactive. They're not smart. They're very hyperactive. 
I mean, they can be smart, I guess, but he's what, not. What's he mixed with again? Poodle. The poodle might be dumbing him the down. The poodle might be dumbing him down. Actually, poodles are quite intelligent. <laughs> Never mind. I don't know what's wrong with him. My There's, mom thinks he's, he's inbred. special. My it's, mom thinks he's an inbred dog. <laughs> it's like positive and negative. He's very... Intelligence. Uh, they cancel each other he's out. He's super <laughs> lovey. Don't get me wrong. He loves to be loved, but God, he's just... Ugh, he's so loud. He pees on everything. And then the last... Oh, no. We still have two additions because we have two cats that my dad rescued. Right now, yes. So the first cat... My, these are been back to the rescues. The first cat my dad rescued because he has a whole colony of cats he takes care of at his work was a cat that he had rescued kind of twice technically because the first time he rescued him was when he had wiring strapped around his shoulder and his neck and it was just squeezing around it. So my dad got comfortable with him and snipped it off eventually because he was able to get that close and the cat just loved like loved him after that my that cat loves my dad he no like it's almost like he knows that he was rescued by my dad and we named him cheeky where my dad named him cheeky because his cheeks were puffed up when that was happening and he always gives weird names to the cats in the workplace that are oddly fitting in my opinion it's mainly based on how they look but we eventually made a plan because one of the cats out there had gotten run over um and my dad was like okay we need to take this cat home because i don't want him to get ran over and we brought him home. He was very, very scared at first, like even more scared than he is right now. He's definitely a lot more comfortable, but like he would just stay in my mom and dad's closet all the time. And then a few, a few days passed, he would get more comfortable coming to the bathroom and then like oh, a lot of months passed. And then he got more comfortable to come out into their bedroom. And now he comes out to uh, the living room uh, about a year later and he likes to look out the window, and he likes to be scratched by my dad, and he likes to get pets from us sometimes. But he is very, like, he definitely wants to be outside, but we just don't trust him enough. Like, but not that we don't trust him, we don't trust people enough. Yeah. We're too afraid that he'll get ran over or people will abuse him. And then the last addition was another cat that my dad got. It had been, uh, he named one of the cats out there Tigre because it's striped, and she's like the head honcho, kind of. She's the mama. She had kittens, and one of the kittens was a pure black cat, and it was the only pure black, pure color cat out of the litter. It was the first one to come out of the bushes, too, and he was afraid, my dad was afraid he was going to get stepped on. And so he brought him to the office that he worked at, and he put him in a box, and he told my mom, we're getting this cat, and my mom was like, no. He brought the cat home anyway. (laughs) And, uh... It stayed in my room for a while, and I fell in love with the thing because it was so freaking cute. It was just so playful, and like, oh, it was so small. I love him. I love him so. I still love him. He's kind of mean now, but like, not in a like he hates people. Just that he's snooty and a brat. He was growing up. He was staying in my room for a little bit until I got tired of that because he liked to go to the bathroom in the middle of the night, and I would smell it, and I'd be like, I'm awake now. Oh, uh, and. <laughs> Taking care of him was kind of hard, especially since I would have work and stuff. So he eventually moved him to the bathroom where he didn't have to be in his little kennel all the time. And then he got older. And, like, my dogs wanted to eat him at first because he was so small. But as he got bigger, the the dogs just kind of deal with him. And especially the Maltese because that cat likes to mess with the Maltese a lot. Tougher is the name of the Maltese. I forgot to say the names of the dogs. Nix, the cat he likes to mess with Tuffer, and Tuffer will just kind of put his head in his body and just go, and just let the cat keep messing with him because he's that used to the cat. Reggie won't tolerate it. He'll kind of like snap back and Nyx will be like, okay. And Reggie's the miniature pincher. But yeah, that's our whole kingdom of animals. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) 
So then, now that you have multiple animals, do you have any tips on introducing new pets? Because we've got our indoor dog, and now we've got the cat that we've decided is going to be an indoor, so we've got to get them to learn how to live together. Well, we kind of took it fast in my family, um, because... Well, Tuffer was just stupid and didn't hurt the cats at all. Mm -hmm. Tuffer's really cowardly, so we didn't really worry too much about him. We worried a lot about Reggie because Reggie's very territorial with other animals. Like, he tolerates people, but when it comes to other animals, he's like, I'm head honcho here because he's so old and snooty. We just kind of watched the cats around the dogs a lot because we didn't know what the dogs would do, especially since Reggie wanted to eat Nick's as a kid. But the best way to introduce them is definitely behind closed doors. So that way they can smell each other through a closed door and they know of each other's existence. Mm -hmm. And then from there on to slowly introduce them into like maybe confine them into a room. That way they don't get too wild, I guess. And then from then on, just supervise them when they're near each other until they don't need to be supervised anymore. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah, that's mostly the same stuff. I looked up an article by the uh, Animal Humane Society. And it recommended largely the same thing. A few days uh, behind closed doors, you should put, like, their food bowls and water bowls on other sides of the same door so that they would get used to going up and eating nearby each other and getting used to the smell of each other. Because, you know, eating is one of those times where you kind of have to let your guard down. Mm -hmm. Animals have to get used... Those animals that are getting used to each other have to get used to letting their guard down around the other animal. Mm -hmm. The new animal you're introducing, in our case, the, the cat whose name we... Have we officially decided on the name? Because John and I have decided on a name. I mean, I've been doing my approach, which is I'm calling my cat this, but... Which is? We've decided on the name Marzipan. Maybe Marzy for short. I love Marzy. I love Marzy. It's so cute. I think the cat is now going to be Marzy. We ran through a few different names, including uh, Switchboard, Leopold, uh, Gracie, among others. I personally liked Mitzi. That was my second choice. That one was choice. really cute, too. I don't know. The M for that cat is really cute. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-mm, a cat. Mm-mm, a <laughs> cat. She's a small cat, so it has to be the name that fits a small animal. A very Marzi. delicate... Steam yeah. train. No. <laughs> <laughs> anyways. Tank! Anyways. Uh, Marzi, the cat we're introducing to Romeo, should have her own little like sanctuary that she can escape back to when she needs it. Someplace that Romeo cannot really get to, um, which that'll be fun to work with. But right now it's kind of the garage. The garage is Marzi's room. It's and a- that works this week because the weather has cooled off a bit mm-hmm. and it's not too hot in the garage. And if we ever are concerned that it might be too hot today, we have a couple fans that we can point our way. Well, hopefully by the time that it heats up, Marzi will be at least introduced into the house with a new kind of safe room. Tomorrow. Yeah. Tomorrow we're putting Marzi inside, I've decided. Okay, it might not be a bad idea because, as Ashley said, uh, introducing the dog and cat should be in a new room that's not the cat sanctuary. Mm -hmm. And the dog needs to be kept on a Mm -hmm. short leash. um, And a cat needs to be able to run away if it wants to. Mm -hmm. Because it has to get used to the dog on its terms. Because it is technically, and it also is the dog's territory too, so you have to... Oh, well, sure, but it's our territory. Yeah, but the dog, the way the dog sees it, to a new yeah. animal, it's his territory. This is his home that he has to protect. Yes. So, it's it's a slow process. It's not something you can rush, and it's something that kind of you just do at the pace as you see necessary. But the general idea is, you know, common sense-ish, kind of. Don't leave the two animals alone. If things are going poorly, change some things, yeah. Yeah. 
And it, it's a learning process for us because we haven't had a cat in a while. And the last cat we had, we didn't have a dog with it, one. Right. And two, already kind of knew how it wanted to live. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This one, with the cat being so young, she can be shaped a little bit. But she seems really sweet. I think she'll blend in It's fine. such a small cat, and its eyes are enormous. It's so big for its face. Yeah. <laughs> so cute. It's so adorable. Mm-hmm. I love Marcy. Her eye too big for her His moe cat. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. That's what we should have named it. Moe. Moe. Moe non... <laughs> Moe Nyan Nyan. Moe Nyan Nyan. I'm vetoing that for a couple reasons. One, because that's the name you just said. And two, because that's too close to Mo, and we already had Mo the cat. Yeah. I guess. But Moe is really funny. <laughs> but anyways, you that'll could... be a fun thing to update in future episodes, how the cat and dog are getting along. Uh, and I, this episode's gone on for a while. I don't know how long exactly, but uh, I think this might be a good place to cut it off. All right. What do we want to talk about next week? Let's see what or in the next couple weeks, whenever we record again, and the next episode goes up after this one. Hmm. Well, we're still soliciting advice. If our listeners have any questions that they would like us to answer, um, unqualified, of course, our advice is not really ever good advice. Our if- advice is the best advice, and you should definitely ask us to it. You all know how to contact us because everyone who's listened is a family friend of ours. Hey. Yeah, you probably have our phone numbers. Yeah. Just if text it, us. If it comes to psychology, I got a degree in that. So. Yeah, that's cool and all, <laughs> Wait, but you, like... you have a psych degree? What? Yeah. When did that happen? Uh, years ago. No. I have three degrees. Years? Yeah. Psy- years? Psych I got, like, a few years ago. Like, two to three years ago. What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> Michael. <laughs> I have three degrees. I have a liberal arts degree, an English degree, and a psych degree. Like, I knew you got the why, other two. Why are you at working at Target? Because I can't degrees. get a job anywhere else. Because you can't do anything with a a psych degree unless you pull some strings until you get a master's degree. You can't do anything with a liberal arts degree, let's be honest. And I need teaching credentials to do anything with my English degree. And even then, I need to get a bachelor's to be a teacher. Wow. Yeah. Okay, so we got to start making plans. (laughs) All right. Anyways, so advice, it won't be good. It might be funny. Um, it and will be Ashley funny. might be able to, I don't know, pretend she can give advice. Hey, I give good advice. You said Have you ever? We're not doing psychological profiling <laughs> as part of our podcast. Come now, yeah. that's a mean word to say. My, it's my, just My mom doesn't like the food I make. <laughs> what do I do? What, what can I diagnose her with? <laughs> Here's what's wrong with you mentally. <laughs> Anyways, so advice, sure, maybe, text us. John, what's your closing words for the day? My closing words for the day come from the great medical professional, Sidney McElroy. Don't drill a hole in your head. Duh. I mean, Sidney McElroy has a medical advice podcast, and that came up recently. I'm sad that has to be brought up. Because somebody did drill a hole in their head? I Just assume. like their iPhone. Or at least they were thinking about it. Yeah, they were deeply considering it, you if know, nothing else. I've had headaches bad enough where I considered it. Michael. Hey, uh, I, I'm not sure if I want to say this on air, but I'm definitely gonna. Uh, I used to get headaches when I was younger that were so bad when I was trying to sleep. It's that sometimes I would just kind of take my hand and I would get that feel that little knuckle and I would hit myself right here. <laughs> Did that help? I, I didn't have a headache. <laughs> <laughs> you had a different headache after that. <laughs> it, it, the thing was, it was just like, huh, I'm suddenly a little bit sleepier now. <laughs> Huh. I just suddenly found myself asleep after doing that. Oh, I kind of beat myself so hard that I got tired. <laughs> so yeah, now I have memory issues. <laughs> <laughs> wow. 
Okay, then. <laughs> Today <Wow>. I learned. <laughs> yeah. Today my- you learned. Yeah. There were some nights where I couldn't sleep, and there were some nights where I made myself sleep. <laughs> I don't do it anymore. Okay. My friends have convinced me to stop. <laughs> cool. Yeah, I found ibuprofen works better. Or acetaminophen. Yeah. The headache killers. Well, I mean, I, that's because I take it in extreme dosages. My parents told me that's bad for your liver. Yeah, of yeah, course. That's it, why I don't take it very often. Okay. It, it you think I do it like every night? <laughs> yeah, because you get headaches all the time. Not all the time. <laughs> not as much as I used to. And I didn't take uh, acetaminophen all the time for it when I was little. I just figured that's the way my head worked. Oh. I got headaches that often. <laughs> I did yeah. too, growing Actually, up. Actually... Because we what? looked at screens all the time. Probably that. And also, I don't think either of us drank water when we were Yeah, young. yeah. I think, I'm think i starting to realize why I got headaches all the time. In elementary school, how many good sources of water were there? The drinking no, fountain. No, I mean, like... The disgusting-ass drinking <laughs> fountains. We said, we said good. Uh, I mean, we did have our fridge, which we still have now, but we didn't use that. Water but bottles? That, first of all, we... Bring a single water bottle with us every day. <laughs> I mean, I... Put a bunch in your backpack. I think I, mean, I sent a four-ounce Capri Sun in your lunch. <laughs> you did, yeah. And honestly, uh, those were I good. Think, I think starting in fourth grade, I started bringing my own small water bottle, and I mean, it was just—it was just convenient to carry around, I guess. But it was never good. Yeah, I mean, I did too. It was, like, it was, I had one that was like one. a regular water bottle size, and that's still not enough throughout the entire day. No, I mean, with mine, it was like the mini water bottle. You guys ever bought yourself like those cool water bottles like bought? from the store? Like the, the metal ones, like the ones that you would get for school and you I put did... in that little pouch and like you had your own design I and didn't... you were cool because you had your own design and you could refill the water in a drinking fountain instead of having to put your nasty lips on the drinking fountain? You didn't do that? No, what the fuck? <laughs> How many bleeps do we have to do, Michael? <laughs> I'm pretty sure this podcast has been yeah, fading out for a while. It's been over. But Ashley, we didn't buy, I didn't buy things until i was 16 we didn't, have, we didn't have money oh my mom bought them for me well yeah our mom did not like oh. buying stuff no, like we our, got like pizza my, day lunch every <laughs> once in a while no every, it was every tuesday we got she the pizza so day lunch i saved up my quarters for smensels i saved up my yeah. quarters for taco bell <laughs> and oreos you got taco bell at school junior high they would have taco bell on subway like tuesdays or wednesdays did that not they don't Wait. have that at Fruit Bell for you? They, they had not, to have had Fruit Bell. We went they to, did not have that at Fruit Bell. You, my eighth grade year, they still did that. So you they had to have had it in your seventh grade yes, year. Yes, I went to I went there halfway, like a year. halfway through seventh and all of eighth. I, okay. can, I can see why they would have gotten rid of it because of all the healthcare things that happened with school lunches. But you definitely had it because my eighth grade year, I didn't I had eat school them. lunch. Yeah. We, oh, we had I mean, our, I Again, we had our own lunches. I did do bean and cheese burritos though, and I loved those. Those were so good. That's cool. Okay. <laughs> That's cool. And that's, and that's the end of that conversation because we don't know how to carry it on.